friends at Tivoli Brewing Company and the Department of Communication, Arts, and Sciences at MSU Denver, this is Unfiltered. And here are your hosts, Jay Schrader and Dr. Samuel Jay. Like I, I don't want to edit anything. I don't right. want to spend any time in post production. So filter. exactly, like I'm not gonna cut it up and put it in, in order when I go right. back after two beers and be like, oh, I forgot that question. I should ask right. the beginning. So um, I am at Landlock Ales, gentlemen. Will one of you tell me the address, please, so that way listeners know where to come? It's three two two five South Wadsworth Boulevard. I don't know why I asked that because there's Google Maps now and people yeah, you probably just Google that. Amazed, but yeah. people go to thirty second in Wadsworth and it's like no, yeah, way south of there. So we're basically Wadsworth. Say south. I'm like, yeah, it does. Let me pull it up and show you. It says south. But we're Wa- we're Wadsworth than Hamden, right? Basically. Yes, basically yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what what other breweries are around here? Are we close to? Uh, close to Green Mountain, Great oh, Frontier, yeah. um, Boggy Draw, south of us. Yeah, Boggy Draw, Coal Mine. Dead hippie. Oh yeah, I forgot about those old one twenty one. Yeah, took over the old caution spot. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and who are you two? You got to introduce yourself. First and last name, date of birth, <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> social security number. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the credit card you use most. I'm Tyler Berge. Okay, and you're what's your title? Everything. Yeah, all of the above. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Tyler. Yeah. And you, sir? I am Nick Stafford. Okay. Also, all of the above. I for some reason I thought you two were related. But you're obviously not, no. unless you're from different parents, but it <laughs> yeah. could be. Right. How do you two know each other? <clears throat> well, we worked together for quite a while, six years or so. Where were yeah. you working? Uh, John's Manville. Oh, okay. What the hell is that? industrial building products. Oh. So you were always drinking beer, and then you were like, we should make beer? <laughs> uh, he actually introduced me to it. Okay. I mean, I was drinking beer, obviously, yeah. before <laughs> I met him. But uh, And then we were drinking beer together with other coworkers and friends, like a bottle share kind of thing. Uh-huh. And then he was brewing a little... Uh, homebrew batch on the side. Okay. And uh, I was kind of helping a little bit, got interested, and went and bought my own uh, equipment, mash okay. ton, and built a mash ton out of a cooler and yeah. all that stuff. Started brewing at my house, then we started brewing together. And okay. That was like 2009. So, how long had you been in this company together, working and, you know, drinking beer together? <clears throat> to, how long uh, had you been? Yeah, like. At John's Manville? Yeah, John's Manville, sorry. Yeah, like six years? Yeah, yeah. something like that. So, you. So when did the conversation start? Regarding, oh, we should maybe open well, a brewery. Well, we, uh, we entered a homebrew competition and won a gold medal. Okay. Uh, and then we started eh, playing around with the idea, and it was actually my ex-wife and his current wife. Excuse me? Uh, that okay. pushed us to, like, hey, this is a passion. Not okay. the same person. Not the same person. Ex-wife. No, no, no. My wife. Oh, the but, but that came <laughs> out <laughs> as yeah. if. Okay. No, my ex-wife, different person. Okay. No longer with the company. Okay. And All right. His current wife. Okay. Gotcha. All right. So this is a they family kind of pushed ordeal. Us. Oh, yeah. did they really? Yeah. yeah. Why? Because you hated your jobs? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, so it's part of it. <laughs> okay. So you are homebrewing. You're winning competitions. What year did you win the competition? Did you win? 2010. 2010. I think so, yeah. Okay. Won a couple uh, medals that year. But you didn't open up here till what, 2017? 17. Yeah. So what happens in those seven years between? Oh, boy. Um, well, we started the LLC in 2012. Okay. Got the name trademarked and all that stuff. Um, and then, you know, it took quite a while to look around for a place yeah. and probably looked at close to 100 different locations. Actually looked at this one prior, signed a lease on another spot, that, and that ended up falling through due to water line issues yeah. and stuff. Came back to this place, 
signed it 2015 and then two years of planning and build yeah. out and delays and just everything you could think of. Mm-hmm. Now, I know a little bit about what goes into kind of building out a brewery. So having your background, I'm assuming you guys were in industrial spaces a lot for like with your previous job or no, no we you were, weren't, you we were in an office. Okay. So. You were in an office. So you were, okay. So you didn't, I didn't know if you would, I don't know if you could go into a space like this and look at it and be like, oh shit, that's going to take a lot of work to put these water lines in. Well, um, I just know that, you know, I mean, like spice trade, for example, they're a little bit delayed down South just because right. they didn't foresee what they're going to have to do to that well, building. We, we gained some insight on that just through experience, kind of like looking at a house, you start, you know, once you start looking at houses and doing walks with realtors and stuff, you start learning the right questions to ask. Um, we actually looked at the space that Green Mountain's in <clears throat> yep. and didn't want it because they there was no HVAC, there was no water, there was... There was nothing plumbed into that space. There, really? Yeah. Okay. No electrical. They had to put all that in, and so we didn't want to deal with that, but... You have some awesome parking here, too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't have to worry about that right. whatsoever. Yeah. Well, we probably looked at over 100 places. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All around town? Yeah. yeah. Are you guys still live down here? Do you live down this way? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. yeah. So I've grown sense. up in Littleton Lake with my whole life. Ah. All right. So you guys have seen craft beer change uh, in Colorado significantly, right? Go through different iterations of, of what it is. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you, what was, what was your craft? Did you grow up drinking craft beer, or was it one of those things that you had in high school or college where it went, you kind of went, wow, this is different? That was kind of it for me. I guess in college, you know, and just drinking the light, cheap beer, but yeah. like still when somebody would hand you something different, it was like, oh, well, this is good, but no, I don't want to spend, <clears throat> you know, I don't, yeah, don't have the money, money to spend on it. on it, so. Well, and he's <coughs> grew up in Ohio. Okay. Uh, it's a little different yeah, landscape a little out different there. Scenery, yeah. I grew up drinking craft beer until I had kids, and then I was like, ah, I got to get back to that Lost Lake and because yeah. you know, I had no money <laughs> to spend on the good beer. Yeah, for uh, sure. But, yeah, we used to drink uh, Breckenridge and okay. Avery and uh, Tommyknocker. And, so you had all that. Yeah. That's cool. What about, okay, so the, the Colorado Staples in Ohio, what, what were you drinking? What was that beer that wasn't a light beer that wasn't a, what do you have, a lacrosse light? What's the shitty beer in Ohio? <laughs> I'm, from Ohio I'm from Iowa, so the lacrosse light was like bottom of the barrel. Oh. <laughs> it's the last keg you put on at a house party. Um, <clears throat> actually, ironically, um, it was probably Fat Tire. Um, yeah. was the first beer that I had that I, I was, my brother was living out here or doing a co-op or something and i came out and visited him for a weekend okay he was like here try this this is microbrew mm-hmm. i was like well, what the hell's right. microbrew you know and <laughs> tried it and <clears throat> tried a couple different ones from new belgium and was like wow this, this is different you, you know it. it's good and that yeah that probably kicked off the curiosity more than anything okay how, how did you get out here or why did you come out then well <clears throat> with my brother and his family being out here my wife and i Graduated college in 2008. Uh, we were engaged, but um, Ohio wasn't a good place to be in 2008, yeah. job-wise. Um, so my brother's wife was like, hey, we need help out. And she worked at Johns Manville. Okay. She's like, come out for the summer, just do kind of a <clears throat> temp thing. Ended up getting hired on full-time, both yeah. of us, and fell in love with Colorado. And here we are. And just stayed. So. All right. Makes total sense. And then, okay, so you grew up here. Yeah. Um, I guess let's go back to the homebrewing thing. How did you get into that? Um, one of my college roommates, you know, just got a homebrewing kit for Christmas or something. Yeah. And we brewed like one or two batches. Okay. And then moved out here and was like, that's what I want my hobby to be. You know, uh-huh. I need, mm-hmm. need a hobby. So got into that and got into it pretty hard. So 
How the itch. Uh, no, that makes sense. <laughs> to, we totally understand getting the itch. I guess what kind of made you think that that the hobby could become something bigger, or at what, if, a different way to ask it, when did you have the beer that you made that you and you thought this is this is really good? I could I could do this over and over again. I yeah, can repeat I mean, this. I don't know. I, there's no one specifically. It was okay. just kind of someone turned out good, someone turned out bad. Okay, well, what happened that that turned out bad? And just learning the process more okay. and more getting into visiting other breweries, talking to other brewers and owners. And I don't know, I, I always tell people like a lot of kids, they're like, when I grew up, I want to be a doctor or a fireman or whatever. And I never had something like that that yeah. I wanted to be when I grew up until I started doing this. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is cool. I could see myself doing this. So. Okay. It makes total sense. I wanted to bother you now before you get way too far into this podcast and you stop listening to it. Jay and I have started a Patreon page. I, have, I don't know if you are aware of what Patreon is, but it's a way for those of you who love the show to support the show. Other podcasts do it. Um, some really, really big podcasts do it. Some really, really small podcasts do it. But it's a way for us to help support what we're doing, gas to and from breweries, getting things like hats, doing some advertising on Facebook, making sure that the quality of the show is as good as it can be, etc., etc. If you are interested in supporting the show monetarily, we would greatly appreciate it. If you're not, we totally understand. We still want you to listen. This is uncomfortable for us to even ask. You can go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Unfiltered Craft. It's just three bucks a month for that three bucks. We will send you our new Unfiltered Koozie, a couple of stickers, and we promise if you keep subscribing, if you keep giving us those three bucks a month, every time we order new stickers, new buttons, we will put those in the mail for you. If you want to support the show... We will be forever indebted to you, and thank you so, so much, and we'll get those things in the mail for you. It's just Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Unfiltered Craft. How do you guys go about kind of doing the business planning and everything? Is it, is it Did you do it together in those kind of early years, or was it, yeah. you know, you do yeah. the beer and you do the planning, or how to work? No, it was collaborative. Yep. Yeah. Okay. It was a lot of Sunday afternoons. Two couples would get together mm-hmm. and knock out a few pages and crunch numbers and at times we would assign things like okay you work on that for the next week and you work on okay that. Like, okay yeah pretty we'll much we'll there was a while there was meeting every week yeah for a few hours and wow. hashing it out and revisiting things mm-hmm. and yeah it was a long process but yeah was it ever a sale to to your spouses you have to sell the idea or they were kind of you had said they pushed you towards it they yeah. were always on board yeah. i was assume yeah, on board it, yeah. yeah okay all right and, and are they still i mean obviously not on, on <laughs> right. your end but but your wife is yeah, she's, she's an here, integral right? part of okay. the yeah she's, well. she's as much of an owner as yeah the two okay. of us yeah. and okay. she does just as much as the two of us just more on the she does um, the stuff less that, hands-on stuff, so okay. like all the marketing, all the event coordination, that kind of stuff. The okay. stuff I don't want to do. Right, yeah, that makes total <laughs> sense. Um, what were you thinking when you opened it in terms of kind of business model? Did you know that you wanted to be a tap room? Was there thoughts yes. of expansion? I mean, just in the early mm-hmm. days that you were talk, discussing, what did you? We knew we didn't want to be a brew pub. We okay. didn't want to deal with that whole yeah. nightmare. Yeah, um, we're, we're brewers, not cooks. Yeah, you know, enjoy cooking, know. but yeah. it's not something that yeah know. at home. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so definitely wanted a tap room. Our thoughts were with definitely uh, having enough space to expand, okay. which you can see we've got plenty of space. Yeah. Um, to get more tanks and for sure, hopefully a canning line and all that stuff eventually. Um, okay. Well, our initial thoughts were to, you know, end up in distribution and stuff, but that landscape is kind of, not kind of, it's, it's changed quite a bit. Um, so. Mm-hmm. 
where we're at now, I mean, what, 95 to 98% of our sales are taproom? Taproom okay. only. Yeah. We've got a yeah. lot of regulars. Um, we do some outside distribution, but it's just crawlers and kegs. That kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Trying to, yeah, expand on the keg distribution. But yeah. as far as packaging, yeah. it's kind of taking a back seat. Like you said, with the landscape changing, there's a lot of breweries that are starting to feel the pain of that, feeling the right. pinch that the neighborhood brewery is becoming the more successful model why do you think that is having been in this business now for a while having obviously done your research but but i mean from two people who are inside of the industry why do you think what what's the what's the reasoning why we're seeing this shift and or reasons it's an oversaturation mm. and no brand loyalty i would say okay yeah, all right that's all right a big big driver of that not that i think that i don't mean that in like a condescending way towards people that they should have brand loyalty i don't think that's my opinion they want something new you know yeah right absolutely what's the newest new new, way you know know? yeah um so yeah just kind of chasing the next hot thing as far as the neighborhood brewery goes yeah it's goes hand in hand with the oversaturation that there's one two blocks away from you no matter where you are in town you know so um that's yeah I think the main reason for it becoming the more successful model is that, you know, you have a higher margin on over-the-counter sales. Um, so, uh, I mean, I think we, we talk about craft beer drinkers as just one, you know, massive glob of people. Do you think that, that are there, are there, is every craft beer drinker chasing styles? Um, I mean, or, or I guess in terms of brand loyalty, let me rephrase this. Is there a certain portion of those craft beer drinkers that, that do remain brand loyal? Or do you think that being a craft beer drinker is in itself kind of uh, more of this kind of journeyman approach to drinking beer? What do you mean just in talking to people and from your own experiences? I think there's a large spectrum okay. when it comes to craft beer drinkers. I mean, there's there's the tickers like we were talking about earlier. That yeah. They're not going to drink the same beer twice. Yeah. And then there's all the way to the people that like I want this beer and I want that exact beer yeah. every time I go out or go to the liquor store or whatever yeah um, and then everything in between okay um, you know I think here in Colorado a lot of us that are in the industry want things to go towards like you know uh, simple beers that like what we used to drink and yeah. not all this milkshake and all that da, 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 and the yeah pastry stouts and all that kind of stuff but what sells sells so yeah there's demand for it so yeah. do you have to make those then like do you do, do you yeah, feel you gotta be versatile yeah, um okay. and we've always been willing to adapt with what we need to do so yeah. i it, it's finding that balance of those people who are your regulars and keep the lights on and they want the same beer every time they come in or same two beers or whatever so it's like okay half our lineup is kind of a core we always have them Mm -hmm. and then the other half is for the people that come in and say what's new like i don't want the same thing as i had last time you know so what are you selling a lot of now well ipas obviously (laughs) okay (laughs) not right now because we're out of them right now but (laughs) But, i mean that's that's the but yeah yeah it's our top two sellers consistently is our Grenade Jumper mm-hmm. IPA and our Inland, which is a West Coast style IPA. Grenade Jumper is a New England style. Are you okay with that? Or Absolutely. would you? Okay. Yeah. What's your beer? What's your go-to? Um, Kolsch. Kolsch. Yeah. Kolsch. Okay. Yeah. Just right. a beer drinker's beer. Light. You easy. dig it. Yeah. Okay. And and you, what's your go-to? Same? Whatever we have the most of. Yeah. That makes total <laughs> sense. Okay. I get it. Um, <clears throat> so as you're kind of building this thing out and everything, uh, 
is it just you two kind of in this empty space at night and kind of figuring where out st- where stuff goes? How, who built this for you? Who was who was part of it? Um, aside from your from your spouses, uh, we hired a general contractor okay. for the build out, um, which was um, well, that, it was a thing. <laughs> so, yeah, pain yeah. In the ass. I mean, it was it was good because uh, otherwise, trying to do it yourself, you're hurting cats, and we I don't think we would have ever opened if that if we tried to do that on our own. Um, But we did have some issues that weren't fun dealing with that. Got put on the back burner a lot because he had other projects. You know, he was a commercial contractor as well as residential. (laughs) Had some contracts that he was getting into threats of liquidated damage if he wasn't dealing with them. So we get the back seat because we don't have that kind of power. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Makes total sense. Mm. So um, I guess... As you had opened up and everything, how did the community kind of embrace you? Did you immediately see folks kind of coming in and becoming regulars? Was it a slow growth? What, what was, uh, what, um, what kind of? There were, I wouldn't say a lot, but there were several people okay. that came in and said, man, we've been watching, we've been walking by, we've been mm-hmm. seeing the notices in the windows yeah. and da da da, and like what took so long? And, yeah. But then there was a lot of people that didn't come in for months later and said, it's the same thing, but they, they kind of got turned off yeah. and like, they're like, Oh, kind of wrote us long. off. Yeah. yeah. Like, okay. And so it, it took a while to, yeah. to really build that base yeah. of customers. Yeah. So is a lot of it word of mouth now getting people in here or how are you? I how think are you? that's a big part of yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Cause for experiencing good growth and, but still hearing almost on a daily basis, didn't even know you were here yeah. until whatever happened yeah. or I saw whatever. And so the bank teller yesterday, <clears throat> was like, what business? Landlock Dales. And he's like, where are you guys at? He's like, I live down the street from there. I had no idea you were there. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. <I'm laughs> Did like, the teller well, come in? He said he was going to, but no, <laughs> you I, haven't I seen didn't him see him last night. No. Okay. Okay. Piece of shit. Right. <laughs> I, we hear that a lot, though. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, oh, I'll have to come in. I'll have to come in. It's a really great spot. I mean, I, I, love, I love kind of where things are. So, I, I mean, do you get a lot of business from... Oh, is this a Chinese re- oh, it's a Chinese buffet, right? Yeah. Okay. So probably not bringing a lot of folks from the Chinese buffet no, over. No, no. Okay. But uh, what else is around? I mean, what, what restaurants are close to you kind of? Restaurant-wise? Well, I mean, like, who? Um, like, how so do people, they're, they're the, down here, so are they, are they, I guess, let me see, is this, do they come across Landlock Ales by mistake, or are you sought out, do you, I mean, just from talking to people, like, knowing where you are? Down here. I think a little, a little, a little of both. both. Yeah. Okay. Um, we've gotten <clears throat> some traction from visitors with hot passport and pub pass okay. kind of thing. Okay. Um, yeah. And then, you know, we've got the gym right across the parking lot yeah. there. Driver's yeah. license place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So People a lot of traffic the day. this parking lot. Yeah. Like, either they got their license or they didn't. Either way, I was going to say, <laughs> like, did they get their number? And they're like, oh, fuck, I've got an hour. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm going to go have a beer. Go, go have a beer Actually, and go back. Um, the uh, laundromat. Just yeah. on the other ah, side of the building, yeah. we get a lot of people come in. I'll be right back. I got to go change my laundry. It's amazing. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> Jesus. Um, so you said that you were kind of putting some some kegs on accounts. What are some places around town where where people can get landlocked ales? Uh, Pizza Republica, both those locations. The Pint Room. Um, what are some of the ones on Broadway? There's uh, uh, Tabletop Tap, okay. on South Broadway, Barn House or something. Barn House. Um, <laughs> there's me. a new place. Uh, down by Blue Spruce. Behind the scenes. Uh, behind the scenes. Oh. And it's uh, one of those where you pour your own yeah. and pay by the ounce. Do you hate those? I've never been to one. I didn't even know that, that it was that until I delivered the keg. And then I was like, do you need a tap handle or anything? And she's like, no. And then I looked around and I was like, oh, weird. Have you been to one? No. 
They fucking suck. Do they? Cause, yeah, because really? it comes out because they don't regulate how fast it comes out, so everything's foamy. And you're they're charging it. you f- for the foam, so oh, yeah. uh, it's really Yikes. stupid. Yeah. It's awful. Sorry, uh, for all those companies out <laughs> right. there. So is it you two just just uh, you know hauling the kegs around, or do you have a salesperson yeah. or something? We've had salespeople in the past, but it, either they moved on or it didn't work out, or okay. you know, yeah. So. so just you two. How often? I mean, how, you're here all day, right? You're here like <laughs> six o'clock in the morning. To Not that early. Eh. But okay. Yeah, I mean, they, all, yeah. brewing is very much a hurry up and wait game. Yeah. yeah. And not just during the brewing itself, but also with things to do. So uh-huh. sometimes right. you've got a big pile of stuff to do, right. and then other days it's like, well, there's not a whole lot to do today. Uh-huh. And yeah. So there's busy days and there's slow days. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where do you get your stuff? I saw the Propagate Labs sign, so I'm yeah, sure Propagate you... Propagate for yeast. Okay. Um, proximity malt for... Most of our malt. 99% of our grain. Okay. And they have a couple specialty malts or, or don't have a couple specialty malts that we have to get from like BSG. BSG. Um, hops from all over. Hops from everywhere. Mostly Michigan Hop Alliance or yeah. Hop Havoc. Um, but we spot shop all our hops a lot on the secondary... <clears throat> secondary market. So. How, how do you, when you're getting things up and running, how do you select your, your suppliers? You know, how do you select a propagate labs? Is it, is it word of mouth? Well, we actually, we actually used Inland Island okay. uh, during when we were homebrewing. Yeah. And then when we opened up, we continued to use them. And then we liked their product better than White Labs yeah. and Y East, which yeah. are the yeah. two big national ones. And they're local. Yeah, and, local. you know, if there's an issue, you keep talking to the right. business owner, you know. And then they split. Okay. Uh, and then propagate started. Okay. Uh, and Matt just lives right around here. Yeah. And he delivers these for free, and I don't have to yeah. drive to 52nd, Night 25 anymore. So it's nice. And it's literally pretty much the same strains. They have different names, but Matt's a good dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we started exclusively with BSG as far as grain, and then proximity approached. Yeah, they came kind of? to us, and um, actually, their prices are really good. Yeah. <laughs> um, I. I don't know if they know how they compare to BSG, but um, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus there. I used to work in pricing okay. and commercial right. roofing, so I know it's a sensitive issue sometimes. But um, <clears throat> but anyway, so I was like, okay, we'll give them a shot, and just ended up really liking the grain itself. It's a good product. It sparges really well and clean, and yeah, we have, they have 50-pound bags as opposed to 55, which doesn't sound like a big difference, but when you're hauling 10 of them, in a brew day, it's like, yeah, it kind of makes a nice little difference. Oh, it's a little lighter. Okay. Easier to calculate your grains on brew day, yeah. <laughs> which is silly. Yeah, but that makes sense. You know, every little bit helps. So. How much time are you putting in prepping uh, on, a, on a weekly basis? I mean, cause, because it's just you two, you can't kind mm-hmm. of hand it off to a head brewer per se. It's right. you two. I mean, is it... Is it something you'll sit at, sit at the bar for two hours on a Wednesday and decide, or is it one of those things that happens every day? Like, how do you guys do the, the planning and such for, for the brew schedule? It's pretty <clears throat> on a whim. Say, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of on a weekly basis. Like, okay, we'll brew Monday and Thursday this week, okay. and I got to work at my other job, so you got to brew, or vice versa, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> we usually plan like what four or five brews out. Yeah, yeah, we yeah usually buy ingredients. Yeah, so you guys have like other jobs. Four or five. Oh. I, I have a just a part time job. Okay. Yeah. What do you do? I'm at Barnes and Noble, just like a shelf stalker, basically. Far out. So, okay. Yeah. 
Gotcha. Um, what, okay, so so what do you think the next three to four years looks like for for you guys? What do you what are you hoping? Uh, is it kind of growing the over the bar sales? Is it is it more expansion? What are you wanting to do? Definitely more over the bar sales. Um, figure out how to get more people in the tap room, just on a more consistent basis. Yeah. Um, I think we. 2019 we had 24 percent growth compared to 2018 so keep that up yeah keep that, <laughs> yeah, growth, keep yeah. that trend going as as well as we can um and then yeah definitely expand our distribution too yeah. which was it's going to involve buying more kegs more than likely or leasing them anyway um <clears throat> so yeah just kind of expanding on that and that helps with word of mouth too yeah right we had people come in and say oh i didn't know about you guys but i had your beer at this restaurant yeah. so i wanted to check you out so who sells the most of it which restaurant are the e-listed pizza republic, pizza republic. really yeah. Their okay main account yeah. which uh, which beers do you have on there the colch the colch just goes well with it. okay yeah. that makes yeah. a hell of a yeah. lot of sense <laughs> so when you're thinking about canning so you mentioned a canning line um i don't get asked this question often to to brewers but where do you kind of, I guess, what kind of canning system do you think about or approach? Do you get somebody who pulls up in a truck? Do you get your own canning line? Like, how do you have that? How do you think through those choices? There's lots of options. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's something we've been talking about recently. Like, <clears throat> is it even, you know, like a single head manual filling machine just right. to get started and see how it goes, like selling six packs out of the tap room or something like that? Or With a few accounts. Or do we go ahead and try the mobile canning line yeah. that, yeah, somebody pulls up and you can your beer and then they leave? And I, d I don't know. Right now, that's kind of up in the air. Okay. Yeah, I, we don't have the capital to invest in our own canning line, yeah, right no. now, which is why the mobile canning line is a brilliant idea yeah. i'm so glad somebody came up with that but so i guess at this point then you like you'd say you're really focusing on the kind of over the bar sales right kind of building that up yeah it's right, the highest margins that, that makes total sense yeah. for sure how do you go about marketing things like what are you trying to do well social media obviously is yeah. a big driver um we're looking into doing like a mailer mm -hmm. kind of thing for the zip code that we're in um We've we done do receipts, uh, coupon receipts. Yeah, yeah. And putting together an email list to start getting a e newsletter mm -hmm. going. Yeah. Um, we do charity events. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people reach out to us for that, and okay. that's a good way to gain a lot of exposure. For sure. People come to support the charity, and then find a cool new spot to hang out. Doing that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So do you get mostly people from the kind of neighborhoods behind and stuff like that to come in here? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. From all around. Yeah. All around. I mean, it's. It's not that this is necessarily an island per se, but the closest breweries aren't really that close. So you guys kind of have a right. perfect yeah. opportunity to, mm -hmm. to build that up. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, who do you have on staff here? Like how many people, how many bartenders kind of work? Uh, currently five. Four, four, five. Five. Damn. Okay. Yes. But they're all extremely part-time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What are the hours you guys are open? Uh, we open at noon every day except Monday. We open at two. Okay. Um, and then... Open till eight Sunday and Monday, ten Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and eleven Friday and Saturday. Okay, all right. How do you manage being a father of young kids and doing this thing? <laughs> um, they spend some time here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they like the pizza and ice cream that we have. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Pizza and ice cream is good. They're yeah. good things. Um, do you guys have anything you want to kind of promote? Uh, this will air here in a few weeks. Do you got anything coming up in March or April that people want to pay attention to? Mm -hmm. um, definitely our Mardi Gras party. Okay. It's uh, February 29th. All if right. we make it on before Yes, then, I will uh, do it. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Promote the shit out of that. We, for sure. That's like our 
big event of the mm. year besides you know our anniversary party. And that's it's the 29th? Crawfish boil. February 29th, yep. Do a crawfish boil. Um, you have king cakes. Okay. You just blow it out. You know, we past couple of years we've had like um, like street jazz bands. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we're doing live music this year or not. We're kind of still talking I'm about that. About that or trying to find someone. But anyway, yeah. There's nobody else really in town that we know of that does like a Mardi Gras. Yeah. Thing. So it's kind of the holiday that we've attacked. And um, it was that was that uh, a strategic kind of going after yes that. Yes and no. Um, my family has always been a big fan of Mardi Gras for okay. some reason. Right. I don't, I, Mom my likes her beads. Went when I was, <laughs> right. Yeah, my, yeah my, my parents went when I was in like third grade and they came back with a grocery bag full of beads. I'm like, what the hell is that, Mom? And what? Oh, just wow. like, they told us kids, you're not allowed to go until you're 40. Okay. 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 Yeah. So, so anyway, yeah. So my mom was a teacher, fifth grade teacher, and she would always just deck out her classroom in Mardi Gras uh-huh. stuff every year and just yeah, it was, I don't know. So I guess that kind of played some part in it. That well, you got the Southern Blues coming on, too. So this yeah. is obviously, yeah. you know. That's old stuff. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I dig it. We let our, for the most part, we let our bartenders play what they want. Yeah. Do that. And have uh, Triple D on TV. So yeah. that's, that's always a plus, <laughs> for sure. Hungry. All right. So the 29th of Feb. Yep. Okay. Uh, any and like then to, So we just started, like, uh, three or four months ago, the third Friday of every month. We're doing a com- free comedy show. Oh, nice. That's tonight. 8 to 10. So tonight, yeah. It is Friday, isn't it? Um, and it's been really good but okay. uh, it's a great time it's free from 8 to 10 free yeah. comedy show yeah, right. five comedians yeah. do like a 10 minute yeah. set and it's a great time yeah nice awesome. um, anybody really funny that surprised you what's that and, and like have you seen just like some, some surprising ass comedians like yeah. people are like well wow, like really yeah. Oh. yeah yeah <laughs> there was one night like the third and fourth guys killed it yeah and then the headliner like literally flew in had just flown in was like Ubering here from the airport, yeah, and I think he had a bit to drink uh, on the plane and everything else, and yeah, he bombed hard. I don't remember his name, but so wait, this guy, did you pay him to come in? So we pay this the guy Steve, yeah, the coordinator, okay, uh, and he he's the one who brings the axe in. Okay, we don't have any involvement okay. in that. Uh, and then we pay Steve All right. a, a flat fee every month. This is a fucking thing in Denver now. Breweries and yeah, comedy. It is. Like, yeah, it's a big deal. Holy yeah. shit. Reaction does it too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah same Colorado Sake is killing it now yeah. like with their yeah. folks. I yeah, love it. I mean, I mean, beer and comedy. It's <laughs> Denver's got a great comedy scene too. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, it yeah, makes yeah, total, yeah. total sense. Yeah. Um, who's, who's, who's the headliner tonight? Do you know? I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know the names. I mean, they're not huge names, but they're people who have been on, like, Comedy Central and what? stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes, Holy yeah. Standing, yeah. Do you like Doug Stanhope in here? <laughs> <laughs> you said really drunk, and I was like, oh, it must have been Stanhope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Are you guys comedy fans, like, in general? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. Yeah. listen to the comedy station in my car all the time. Who's the, who do you like, who do you listen on now? Who do you like? I'm a huge stand-up comedy. Oh, man. I used to be a Louis C.K. fan, but yeah. it's kind of frowned upon now, I guess. <laughs> He's still fucking funny. He's still, <laughs> He's so let's just say funny. that here. That's fine. Nobody gets this far uh, into listening. I like anyway. uh, Anthony Jeselnik. Um, I can't remember his name, but the Dave Australian. Yeah. yeah. I know you're talking about. Uh, I can't. He's think. freaking hilarious. Fuck. Yeah. We watched uh, Ricky Gervais' most recent stand-up the other day. It's yeah. a couple years old, but that dude. Well, just, he made waves at the... Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's just, he's just like his pro approach is stop taking yourself so fucking serious, right? right? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> just yeah. stop. Get over it. Jesus, get over you. 
Okay, so we got the 29th. We got comedy every every Friday, every other Friday. It's no, it's every, every third Friday. Third Friday. Every sorry, month. Every third Friday. Once a month. Third Friday. When is the IPA going to be back on tap? Because <laughs> I got to come, or actually, is it on tap somewhere around town? I should go drive and have one. Because drinking and driving is oh. the way to go. Yeah, we just sold a keg. Berkeley Untapped has our inland IPA. Berkeley Untapped. They're uh, like um, Tennyson and something. In 42nd, I think. That's Hipsterville. Yeah. You you made your way in there. Congrats. (laughs) I was actually, I had been working that account for about two months trying to get Untapped there. And he kept saying, "Mm, check back, check back. And finally, the other day, he was like, all right, I'll take an IPA if you have one. We had one keg left of IPA. And I'm just like, God I just want to get on tap somewhere in yeah. that part of town so bad that we're like, okay, let's do it. So, Are you brewing it now? Are you brewing some IPA? Yeah, so uh, there? we've got Grenade Jumper in the Tank, which is our number one selling beer. It's a New England-style IPA. Um, it's got Citra and Galaxy Hops. Okay. Which are the is that your favorite right IPA that you have, or do you like the other one? Probably, yeah. I mean, it depends what you're in the mood for, because a West Coast IPA is a lot different than a New England It's true. Style, yeah. so, when yeah. people come in, they're like, oh, I don't drink IPAs. I'm like, well, here, try this one. And they're like, oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. one of those entries. It's better. Yeah. Not as bitter. Drop. Super juicy. Yeah, I know. I like the fucking bitter-ass IPAs. Yeah. Yeah. We've got Punch an IPL. Yeah, I do, I do right man. Now. Like my everything. Like, yeah, the IPL. <laughs> okay. Uh, Which is tasting really what good. What are the hops in it? Um, it's whole melon and uh, Bavaria Mandarina. Mandarina. Yeah. All right, you guys are smart dudes. We'll wrap it up here in a minute. I want to ask you, what are you, what what are, what are you seeing in the Denver craft beer scene? What's surprised you? What's not surprised you? We saw. I mean, we're gonna obviously timestamp this, but Declaration declaring yeah. Chapter Eleven, which a lot of us kind of knew was mm-hmm. coming, right? But uh, what what do you think is going to happen in the next year? Two years. I think you're going to see more of that. Um, yeah. Breweries that committed too much to distribution. And, I mean, what's uh, Boulder Beer? Same yeah. thing. You know, going back to the taproom model. And Do you think a lot of people got, got into it, though, like, was expecting to make money from, from distribution, right? Yeah. Like, like, you know, yeah. I mean, guys that brew beer, yes. But also, oh, I'm going to make a bunch of money distribution back out of this, right? And, like, sell it off or what have you. But it's... That's not happening much. No, years. no, right? So the new breweries, are they kind of your approach? I guess, oh, should we see more of that, I guess, is what I'm saying, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah there's there's a lot of new blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, for every brewery that's closing, there's yeah. two opening. Coming, <laughs> opening behind it or yeah. taking over that space, you know? Yeah. I mean, you hear all these closings, but they're just they're basically just becoming, they're other becoming a different brewery under a different name. Um, just hoping that they can pay the rent that, you know, Right. Is most likely the cause of what forced said brewery to go out of business. So yeah, you see a lot of these breweries closing now. They opened. A lot of them are five years old. Mm, is that a coincidence that they're closing? I don't think so. Yeah. I think they signed a five-year right. lease and now they're getting boned on jacked-up rent. So well, and even when you look at the closings, the number of closings, it's only like what five percent of the yeah of the you know the industry here. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty good. No, no, <laughs> like for you sure. Look at for the restaurant sure. industry or something. Yeah, oh, right. It's got eighty percent yeah. failure rate. Yeah, <laughs> I guess kind of what I—I I don't know if this is a question or a statement, right? But it, getting into it to distribute and make money that way is much different than getting into it knowing you're basically running a fucking restaurant in a lot of ways. And not, I know you're not making food, but right. I mean you're here twelve-hour fucking days, right. right? Six days a week. Right. There's not a lot of gloriousness, right, that comes with <laughs> that. Um, I assume, obviously, you two are comfortable with it. Do you think that? 
as these new places start up is that basically what brewers are expecting they're going this is you know this is a passion and we're this oh, it's definitely. always going to be a yeah. passion yeah, okay. yeah definitely so. okay yeah i don't think i've met anybody in the industry who is not a bootstrap kind of person right. that you know they're ready to get their hands dirty and put in the time and effort yeah we've all sure. realized we're not getting rich we just yeah. want to pay our bills and yep mm-hmm. just want to pay our bills the rest of our that makes sense maybe make a little bit of money yeah. to <laughs> support our spouses <laughs> yeah yeah i totally get it so well gents um i'm gonna refill my beer uh once we're done here so i really appreciate the interview uh Thank you. Yeah. Thank Appreciate you. it, awesome gents. Good um, yeah, yeah, you as well. Um, i got more questions to ask, but I'll do it off the air because, okay. uh, <laughs> you know, we, we t- I get to ask uh, off-the-record questions. Uh, Nick, Tyler, thank you guys. Thank sure. you.